because we got the alternative energy molecular free autonomy and welcome to the radioactive show produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the community radio network Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne on Wurundjeri land and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. My name's Mara. The search for a national radioactive waste facility has been dividing communities for years. On the 6th of February 2018, the Federal Senate referred an inquiry into the selection process for a national radioactive waste management facility in South Australia to the Senate Economics References Committee for inquiry and report by the 14th of August 2018. While Australia's nuclear-free movement questions the need for a national radioactive waste facility, particularly in a regional or remote area, and would like to see a robust, independent inquiry into the full range of options for the management and disposal of Australia's most hazardous waste, this current inquiry into the fundamentally flawed and divisive process is welcome. Today we hear from the Nick Xenophon team's Rex Patrick, the senator who initiated this inquiry. With the new state Liberal government in South Australia, this Senate inquiry is more important than ever. Hello, Senator Patrick. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. You're welcome, Mara. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the Senate inquiry into the um, site selection process for the radioactive waste facility. Um, And you were the senator that uh, initiated that Senate inquiry. Can you tell me why? What prompted you to do that? All right. Perhaps it's worth going back to the start and saying that uh, Australia generates nuclear waste from isotopes and from medical and industrial applications and other scientific and engineering roles. So we need to have a way to deal with the waste that we generate. Uh, But the question of how and where we store that waste is quite an important one. Uh, So I want to be clear that I'm not suggesting in any way that we shouldn't have a facility, but the process to select a location for that facility must be very carefully and sensitively managed. And that takes us back to about March last year when I was working for then-Senator Xenophon. He asked a question in the Senate of uh, Minister Canavan asking what was the criteria that uh, the Commonwealth would use to establish that they had broad community support for a site at Kimber and the Minister answered that uh, he would expect 65% of local the local community to be in favour. Um, they then well, had a vote uh, after that and uh, only come up with about 57 or 58% but they've decided to proceed. So that sort of raised alarm bells in my mind and I then started inquiring around as to what uh, other things were happening to make sure that the process was was fair and that everyone got to have a say and I wasn't convinced that that was happening and so I've called for an inquiry that looks into the process, not into whether or not there should or shouldn't be a facility at Kimber but to look at, uh, and, and Hawker I might add, mm. uh, but I'm looking to make sure that the process is thorough and fair. Yeah, that's um, exactly what you want in a democratic country, I would think. Um, so do you have any other concerns about the current process for the site selection of the facility? Or is that just really what you just outlined? Well, th- there are some concerns I had in in my uh, inquiry. One of them, of course, is the fact that the government adopted a uh, a metric of broad community support gave a number and then uh, seemed to ignore Mm. it. 
So that was a, f- a first concern. The second concern is that in talking to a number of the locals, both in Hawker and in Kimber, I wasn't convinced that the consultation process, or in fact the uh, the voting process, was in actual fact thorough. And so that is also, also raises concerns. And perhaps the final concern is, having spoken to some of the Indigenous communities, uh, particularly in Hawker, there appears to be very minimal consultation, and that uh, doesn't seem appropriate in my view. Mm. Um, and so, uh, for the people that aren't aware, how would the Senate inquiry work? Well, Senate inquiries are designed to explore important issues uh, like this one. What typically happens is uh, the Senate will vote on an inquiry, and so there are some terms of reference that have been established for this inquiry that basically set out what we're trying to achieve. We then uh, seek submissions, and that's the current situation we're in at the moment, is that we have uh, submissions being called for, so people can make submissions to, to explain uh, any aspect of the of the process that they're concerned about, uh, and of course uh, addressing some of the terms of reference. The committee will then, the Senate committee will then look at the submissions and will then come to both Kimber and Hawker and conduct hearings. Uh, they'll invite uh, typically uh, council groups, interested parties, government officials. Uh, and, of course, locals to have their say. What we're trying to do is gather everyone's perspective on what uh, what the way they think of the process, and we get to do that under parliamentary privilege as well. So no one can be afraid uh, about saying whatever it is that they're thinking. We want to get all of that out and laid out onto the table uh, so that uh, we can then work out whether or not some recommendations need to be made for changes. Mm -hmm. And is that how it might address some of the problems with the current site selection process, identifying them in the hearings and the submissions? Yes, we'll analyse both the submissions and the uh, oral evidence that is provided and we may come up with some recommendations. We may find that everything's fine or we might, might find that things are very broken or something in between and we will make recommendations to government. So the, this inquiry we will, will report to the Senate on the 14th of August this year. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, before any substantive decision is made. We'll make recommendations to the minister and the government will have to respond to those recommendations. And what do you mean by respond? Like as in they can reject them or they have to take them on board or um, how likely, I mean, I guess it's impossible to say, but um, what imperative is there for the government to take on the recommendations of the inquiry? Well, a government that's fair will always be listening to uh, the people and indeed we are the people's representatives in the Senate Mm. uh, and one would hope that they do pay regard to what the Second Senate recommends. There are a number of inquiries that the Senate runs and we do make recommendations on all of them and in some instances the government accepts those recommendations in full. Sometimes they note uh, the recommendations, sometimes they'll reject the recommendations. But there will be a lot of public pressure and political pressure if they, in fact, ignore the recommendations. You know, and I think the government will want this to be seen to be a clean and fair process, mm. and they will have regard to the recommendations that are made. Thank you. Um, are there any particular outcomes that you'd like to see come out of it? Well, the most important thing for me is that we get a fair process. In the end, whether a site selection is made for Kimber or Hawker in, in yes or no terms is somewhat irrelevant. 
what we want to make sure is when a decision is made, even if people disagree with the decision, they at least understand that it was fair. Yeah. Um, and what's the best way for stakeholders to have a say? The best way is to go to the Senate Committee's website, uh, and you can do that typically just by typing into something like Google, the words Kimber, Senate Inquiry, and you can then go and have a look at the terms of reference, and then you can make a submission, and there's instructions on how to make a submission. That's the best way to bring some attention to yourself, and when the committee then reads all of the submissions, we'll then make a determination as to who might be valuable to bring before us in an oral hearing so we can have a dialogue, ask questions and so forth. So in order to be able to be heard, you really have to make a submission. Mm-hmm. And so is there any um, anything that's going to happen at the, the Senate and to ensure that all um, relevant voices are heard? Well, that's the process we normally go through with, with any uh, committee that we run. Mm-hmm. All submissions, provided they sit within the terms of reference, will be accepted by the committee. Mm-hmm. People need to be a little bit careful about what they write. Whilst they're protected by parliamentary privilege, if you put some defamatory statements mm-hmm. in about neighbours or you uh, some allegations... Uh, what typically the Senate will do is is make sure we either give the respondent or the person named an opportunity to reply, or alternatively we'll consider the rec- the uh, submission. So we'll t- have regard to it, but we might not publish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we don't. While, whilst you're protected by privilege, you can say what you like. We might not publish uh, stuff that is defamatory because the purpose of a submission is for our benefit, mm. not for not for the benefit of uh, people who want to make statements against other people. So you need to be a little bit careful about what you write, only in the context of if you want it uh, made public. And I might say that if you want to put something down, if you want to write to the committee and say, look, I have a view on this, I have a strong view on this, but I'm a bit worried if, I, if I'm uh, identified that you know, someone might... Um, uh, There might be uh, negative consequences. Yeah, yeah, there might be some negative consequences. Well, firstly, that's illegal, Mm. uh, uh, and the Senate uh, takes that very, very seriously. But you can also ask that your submission be held confidential. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We're speaking with Federal Senator Rex Patrick from the Nick Xenophon team about the Senate inquiry into the selection process for a national radioactive waste management facility in South Australia. The current proposal and the previous ones over, you know, Muckety and the the sites before that and the Northern South Australia one near Woomera, it's attracted many national voices and concerns. It is a national issue. It's Australia's waste. It's not going on away. Um, how will those national voices be captured through the Senate inquiry? I mean, there'll be regional hearings. It's just a case of any national um, people that aren't South Australia where the current sites are will have to put in a submission. Is that correct? No one is constrained from putting yep. in a submission provided it fits within the terms of reference. Once again, it's not about yes or no, mm. it's about is the process fair. And in fact, one of the terms of reference goes to whether or not the, the consultation is wide enough. So currently the government are clearly focusing in and around Kimber and Hawker, but the question needs to be asked, should we be consulting the entire Air Peninsula or the entire South Australia? Has that consultation been rigorous enough. Mm. 
Yeah, and, it, and it's, uh, given that it's a national issue, it could also be asked, you know, um, and I know this isn't one of the terms of reference, um, yeah, is it, you know, a matter for the whole of the country? But at this stage, we're just focusing on South Australia, which has legislation that prohibits um, radioactive waste facilities that was brought in in 2000. How important in your view or NXT's view that any state positioning like that is respected? Would you be concerned if the federal government uses its constitutional power to override the legislation um, in relation to any facility siting? Because that is one of the concerns amongst people that are opposing the waste facility, that it could be overridden by, um, that legislation could be overridden at a federal level. Look, I think the federal government are pursuing this uh, as they're required to do, to do and under uh, uh, constitution, with constitutional authority. Uh, the most important thing here is that the government has regard to the community, whether that be local or more, more broader. The question as to whether or not uh, they end up overriding uh, using uh, the, you know, provisions in the Constitution, whether they override uh, state law, is in some sense a secondary matter in the context that you have to bring the community al- along with, uh, on something like this. They have to be brought along with the government, not forced. Absolutely. So that's the first question that needs yeah. to be asked. Yeah. And then uh, the, I think the legalities might be sorted out perhaps at a different level. And mind you, the, there's nothing that can that stops the state government from making a submission. Um, so, um, yeah, the, there's you know, the division in the, the communities of Kimber and Hawker or the Air Peninsula and um, the Flinders Ranges in a wider co- um, geographical context. Um, the division in the communities is well documented. Um, is this a concern for the Nick Xenophon team? And do you see a particular responsibility on the government being the proponent to go gently given that the given the controversial and contested nature of this project? Absolutely, and indeed I've had uh, discussions with the Secretariat running this committee to make sure that we all understand that this is a divisive issue Mm. and that it it needs to be handled sensitively. Uh, That also means that we need to uh, be cognizant of that as we uh, organise the uh, the hearings, and we also need to make sure everyone's very respectful in letting people have a view. Uh, we're mindful we don't want to cause further uh, concern, uh, but in actual fact, what we've found, and this has been reported both to us directly and through the media, that the people in the yes camp and the people in the no camp are all supportive of this inquiry. Mm, yeah, that is clear. Um, and what I find interesting is that the people from both sides in the community, the people for the dump and those against it, they're all wanting what's best for their town and it's just coming at it from a different, ending up at a different place with that. Yeah, look, what what we're trying to do here is make sure that the process is robust mm. and fair and everyone in the no camp would have to think that's a good idea and everyone in the yes camp would have to think that's a good idea and that's what we're trying to achieve here. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We're speaking with Federal Senator Rex Patrick from the Nick Xenophon team about the Senate inquiry into the selection process for a national radioactive waste management facility in South Australia. 
Do you think that the federal approach is um, well-founded and evidence-based currently? Um, there's been lots of calls over many, many years from civil society groups, um, public health and environmental advocates, unions and so forth, to um, for an options review to consider the range of possible pathways to realise responsible radioactive waste management in Australia. Is this something that the Nick Xenophon team would consider or support, do you think? Well, I haven't really turned my mind to whether or not we should go back and start again. I, what I'm trying to solve at this mm. particular moment is the, the issue in Kimber and Hawker. That's what I need to focus on at this point in time. One of the things I will say, however, is that one of the best remedies here for uh, people's confidence in the, in the process uh, and uh, bringing people along is for the government to be very transparent about what it is they're doing, including all the technical aspects and all the considerations that they make, uh, both at a at a technical level, but mm. also a, uh, also at a community level. Yeah, because it's um, been impossible to find the desktop studies that were done prior to the nominations being accepted, and that that, that kind of information I feel should be public avail- publicly available, at least available to the communities in question, like why they were were, were chosen as a potential site. Um, sure, and I, th- I think that's a reasonable, uh, a, a reasonable question. And indeed, for Hawker and Kimber, indeed, that would likely fall within the terms of reference, and mm. it might be something that the Senate could ask for uh, uh, from government. Uh, it's also something that can possibly be obtained under FOI legislation as well. Mm. But in my view, the government ought to be simply open about it. You know, the government works for the community using the community's money for community purpose, That's, and they yeah. need to be open with the community. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, now, late last year, I think it was October, um, the Premier Jay Weatherall wrote to Malcolm Turnbull saying that after the Royal Commission into Nuclear Waste in South Australia and the um, Indigenous session that spoke out loudly saying no, he came to the conclusion that the Aboriginal people said no and they should be given a right of veto. Um, and he applied that to the South Australian um, Royal Commission situation and he wrote to um, Prime Minister Turnbull late last year saying that he recommended that Turnbull take on that same approach, give the Aboriginal people, traditional owners, a right of veto. As far as we're aware, there has been no response from Turnbull to um, Jay Weatherall. Um, what are your thoughts on Aboriginal right of veto to the, and at what stage in the process should that occur? Well, I think that's something that should properly be examined by the committee so that, in actual fact, uh, Indigenous uh, communities and indeed uh, people who are familiar with uh, uh, you know, issues related to Indigenous people can put a proposition to the committee that that should happen and other people can put pr- uh, contrary propositions. And that's the point of these inquiries is they allow everyone to make suggestions and put their perspective and people to respond to those perspectives and that way we get an answer pop out that actually is a, you know, quite a reasonable answer. Because mm-hmm. in April this year, it'll be three years since the um, Flinders site at Bandiuta was nominated or, or the, named the preferred site. Um, ATLA, the, uh, the Adnamantha Traditional Lands Association, um, which are responsible for that area there, are absolutely against the proposal. So if they were given the right of veto early on in the process, I would think that it might save the community you know, up to three years of, of stress and division and, and all sorts of drama. 
Well, one of the terms of reference uh, for this inquiry is, uh, is the question of how any need for Indigenous support has played and will continue to be played in, in, uh, to play a part in the process, including how Indigenous support has been or will be determined for each proce uh, process advancement stage. So the, 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 all of that falls definitely, you know, definitely falls within the terms of reference and one would um, imagine that uh, having that as a focus, a focal point of the inquiry, we will certainly be considering that and may end up popping out with a recommendation. And it, we, the committee may find, make a finding that in actual fact the, 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 the community hasn't been properly consulted uh, and needs to be, and mm. that may be a recommendation, or it might find that it has been consulted, found overwhelmingly against the idea, and it may make some recommendations in that regard as well. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add about anything to do with the site selection process or the Senate inquiry? Well, all? I think the best outcome from this inquiry will be if we get lots and lots of perspectives, lots and lots of views, and we make sure we lay out all the facts on the table. In some sense, my answers to you, you know, may not be satisfactory to either side of the, the question. Uh, I'm trying not to prejudice mm -hmm. my, my going into the inquiry to, to make sure that... That I've sounds very, very democratic. <laughs> yeah, well, so I just want to have a very clean and clear view. Yeah. But people can help by making submissions uh, and coming out and having their say. Uh, and, and once again, I'd say it's quite important to try and stick within the terms of reference to not put up an argument about whether or not there should or shouldn't be uh, a facility, but to focus on how do we make sure this process uh, is fair and, uh, and how do we remedy any uh, situation or any finding uh, that it hasn't been fair to date. Mm. Well, I would like to say thank you to you for initiating this inquiry. I think it's um, very useful and necessary and hopefully it will lead the way to responsible waste management in Australia. Um, and um, good luck with all the reading and going through it, all that you'll have to do between when submissions are due in early April and reporting in August. Um, thank you so much for joining us and giving us your time today. We really do appreciate it and we look forward to hearing the report and reading that in August when it's released. Thank you, Mara. Thank you so much. That was Senator Rex Patrick, who spoke to us about why he initiated a Senate inquiry into the selection process for a National Radioactive Waste Management Facility in South Australia. The terms of reference state that the inquiry is looking into the appropriateness and thoroughness of the site selection process for a National Radioactive Waste Management Facility at Kimber and Hawker in South Australia, noting the government has stated that it will not impose such a facility on an unwilling community, with particular reference to a. The financial compensation offered to applicants for the acquisition of land under the nominations of land guidelines. b how the need for broad community support has played and will continue to play a part in the process, including 1. the definition of broad community support and 2. how broad community support has been or will be determined for each process advancement stage. C. How any need for Indigenous support has played and will continue to play a part in the process, including how Indigenous support has been or will be determined for each process advancement stage. D. Whether and or how the Government's Community Benefit Program payments affect broad community and Indigenous community sentiment. 
E, whether wider, that is, Eyre Peninsula or statewide, community views should be taken into consideration, and if so, how this is occurring or should be occurring, and F, any other related matters. If you're concerned about Australia's approach to radioactive waste management, now is an important time to have your say. Submissions are due by Tuesday 3rd of April. The Senate report will be released in August. Information about writing a submission can be found at www.aph.gov.au slash parliamentary underscore business slash committees slash senate slash economics slash waste management facility. You or your organisation can write your own submission, which is the most powerful option, or alternatively you can submit a quick and easy online submission by going to www.nowastedump.good.do slash wastedumpsenateinquiry slash submission. You can use the existing text or modify it to suit. It would be wonderful if you and or your organisation could write a submission or fill out the online submission. On the 17th of March 2018, South Australia elected a Liberal government who have stated that they will not oppose the Federal Government's plan for National Radioactive Waste Facility. This means that the Senate inquiry is more important than ever. In 2000, then-State Liberal Government enacted the current legislation that bans radioactive waste facilities in South Australia. It seems that newly elected Premier Stephen Marshall does not intend to defend this legislation. If you're a South Australian, please contact your local Member of Parliament and urge them to stand up for the legislation. If you're anywhere else in Australia, you can contact Federal Resources Minister Matt Canavan or your local MP. To keep up to date on the issue, check out the Say No to Nuclear Facebook page or go to conservationsa.org.au slash nuclear. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this program at 3cr.org.au slash radioactive and we'll post all the links mentioned in this show on our Facebook page and website. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us at radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. The Radioactive Show was produced in the studios of 3CR with the support of Friends of the Earth Melbourne's Nuclear Free Collective on the lands of the Rwandri people of the Kulin Nation in Fitzroy, Victoria. It's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The music from today's show is Combat Wombat's track, This Is The Place, from their album Just Across the Border. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. Thanks for listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We rely on the financial support of listeners like yourself to keep going. If you'd like to support diverse voices on your radio, go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online.